Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. song played long enough so that those of you who know know and now I'm going to bring associate editor from collegefix.com Matt Lamb in to talk about a story that I mentioned yesterday but boy howdy it's a good one hey Matt welcome to the show hi thanks for having me so how exactly did you discover that a CU researcher is looking for let's just say some very special volunteers so um, there's actually uh, a website, National Institutes of Health, um, that uh, tracks all these different types of studies. And I actually think I saw this, um, maybe I shouldn't say that, another publication first, but um, this is a professor at the University of Colorado School of Medicine who, as you alluded to, is looking for some young men to um, remove their uh, male parts from to see what happens. And... You know, I I talked about this story yesterday a little bit because on the one hand, I'm kind of glad that they're really trying to do a deep dive on the long-term effects of these procedures that people are undergoing to affirm their gender. If men want to become women, you got to cut the boys off, right? Um, But at the same time, it feels weird, I mean, doesn't it, Matt? Am I wrong? I mean, is it, it? It just feels odd that you would be like, "Hey, who wants to get their testicles cut off?" Absolutely. And this doctor is part of the school's integrated transgender program, so he's not exactly an unbiased observer. The other thing I would say is that the flaw in this study is that, in my opinion, it affirms uh, delusion. So it's very possible that he'll do this study and he'll find that two years later, three years later, these people report that they're happier. Well, that doesn't change the fact that these are men who want to say that they're women. Um, And we know that in the long term, um, there are, you know, mental health problems associated with the puberty blockers that many people who suffer from gender dysphoria, which I, I feel for these people, um, continue to suffer from mental health problems after these surgeries and drugs because the underlying um, mental problem was really never addressed. Well, and, and so have you, did you guys ever get word or, or get a response back from the actual researcher? No, we reached out to Dr. Iwamoto um, and we asked, you know, what he was looking for, how this study be used, if he does believe men can become women. And we asked that uh, question that Matt Walsh popularized, uh, you know, what what is a woman? Because I think that does get to what he is looking to find. It's one thing to study uh, the safety of a surgery, of course, but um, what is underlying that, that, that there's an assumption that because you're gender dysphoric, um, this is a possible way to 
to treat this. And so, no, we never heard back from him or the medical school. We, we asked similar questions to the medical school. Now, how did you guys find out that his prior research seems to indicate that he is sympathetic to gender-affirming surgery? Yeah, great question. And I'm sorry, we actually reached out to the NIH and him, but I'm okay. not sure if we reached out to medical school. So um, just on the, I mean, it's on the website. Uh, he, he's a member of the Integrated Transgender Program. Uh, CU's medical school quotes him talking about why he wants to do this research. They, they highlight his quote in this sort of promotional information. You know, he says on the website, it is important to develop studies that represent the transgender and gender diverse populations we see in Colorado. So, you know, we do train our journalists. We have student reporters to uh, be, you know, really great at digging around and be the next James O'Keefe. But this information was just out there uh, and, and very evident that the university wanted to boast about this. You know, it's going to be interesting because I'm sure, you know, we, I, I'm sure that there's people that are going to sign up for this. I mean, uh, I, I'm positive that, but I'd love to see like the disclaimer that someone has to sign, right? I mean, surely they have to sign something that says, I understand that all of these things, I'm going to become impotent. I'm not going to be able to participate in any sex sort of thing. I mean, all of these things that come along with it, I'd love to see that release. You know, I think that would be a very interesting thing to see how they couch that. Exactly. And there are plenty of stories. We get, you know, Chloe Cole, um, Amanda, Amanda Neifel, others who have had body parts removed um, when they were younger or they didn't fully understand either the physical risks or what that would mean for their future fertility, their mental health. Um, with Chloe Cole, it was her ability to nurse her babies if she has babies in the future because she had her breasts removed. So, I, you know, certainly a really good waiver, a good attorney, I, I would probably suggest for this situation. I don't know if it's because it's a study and it's backed by the NIH, if there's some sort of release of liability. But I would say even if they can't sue, this is still something to, I mean, even furthermore, it'd be worth considering um, if this will really help address their problem, as well as Dr. Iwamoto's reputation. Look, he might be a great endocrinologist on plenty of other issues, um, but I don't really know if he, if it's good in the long term for him to be associated with what I think eventually in the long term, most people end up regretting. I, I will tell you that, um, like I said, on the one hand, this is really important science because we're doing these things already, right? They're already being done to people and we don't know the long-term effects and the long-term impacts. We don't know what's going to happen cardiovascularly and we don't know what's going to happen. We do know that uh, puberty blockers are, are really showing some issues with bone development, things of that nature. But at the same time, I mean, are they going to, I just want to go, how much mental evaluation do you do on people before you permanently remove a healthy part of their body? What is that? I mean, for research, this isn't even someone saying, oh, I'm choosing to do this as a gender affirming process. I, this is just research. And we're going to, I, the whole thing, I don't know. I mean, if you wanted to study how people, uh, you know, went from being a seeing person to a blind person, do you look for 30 people that are willing to be blinded? I, I just don't know the way to do this. Absolutely. And so I can't, I can't speak specifically for how he conducted, but what I know from other stories of people who have received these injections, for example, Planned Parenthood, which has really moved into the gender program um, and they treat plenty of people, or they, they inject plenty of people, you have like a 15-minute consult with a social worker or a nurse practitioner who maybe has some training in mental health, 
but all they're really doing is checking boxes that you reasonably understand that there might be some side effects. There's not, unfortunately, there's not a lot of counseling to see if that sort of counseling therapy, if you're a person of faith, um, you know, some sort of prayer uh, regimen might be able to get to those under underlying problems, which we would do with other things, anxiety, depression, anorexia. You know, we should, in my opinion, try to avoid drugs as much as possible and try to get to those, those problems that might be trauma-based or other reasons why someone might be suffering from these issues, not just checking some boxes and starting to inject them with uh, drugs that might ruin their um, their bones or cause heart attacks later in life. Uh, Matt Lamb, the associate editor from collegefix.com. Thanks for making time for me, Matt. Obviously, this is a story. I, I want to know the follow-up. Like, I don't want to know the follow-up, but I do want to know the follow-up. Do they get the 30 people? Do they finish the study? Did, they, did you ever find out, like, what the timeline was to sign up? until 2024, or you can sign up for 2024, and then I would assume there's a, a one, a six-month, one-year, two-year, three-year, five-year follow-up. So this will probably be an ongoing study for at least the next five to ten years, and regardless, these people are going to have to live with this decision forever, so yep. they'll, you know, maybe results for time to come. All right, Matt, thank you so much for your time today, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks, Sarah. All right, thank you. That is Matt Lamb with College Fix. The College Fix is a fascinating website. It's thecollegefix.com. Because it's all college students reporting on these insane stories from college campuses all over the country. And I'm promising you, it will make you not want to send your kids to college. You just will not want to after you read some of these stories. They're, they're insane. What's happening on college campuses is just, is nuts. Haha, <laughs> see what I did there? It's nuts. Get it? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.